the souls of the righteous are in the hand of God, and no torment will ever touch them. In the eyes of the foolish, they seemed to have died, and their departure was thought to be a disaster, and their going from us to be their destruction. But they are at peace. For though in the sight of others they were punished, their hope is full of immortality. Having been disciplined a little, they will receive great good, because God tested them and found them worthy of himself. Like gold in the furnace, he tried them, and like a sacrificial burnt offering, he accepted them. In the time of their visitation, they will shine forth and will run like sparks through the stubble. They will govern nations and rule over peoples, and the Lord will reign over them forever. Those who trust in him will understand truth, and the faithful will abide with him in love, because grace and mercy are upon his holy ones, and he watches over his elect. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
reading from Matthew. Then they will hand you over to be tortured and will put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away and they will betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because of the increase of lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. But anyone who endures to the end will be saved. And this good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
service of Evensong, it is in a sense a bittersweet welcome because although it's heartfelt, 
is the final even song for the spring program. And we will not gather in this space again for even song until October when the Indians are in the World Series. <laughs> Devoutly to be wished. We're celebrating tonight because we have two soups for your choosing at uh, the supper. Uh, there is a tomato bisque uh, with basil, and there is also uh, lentil and uh, ham. And if I weren't hungry, I wouldn't have remembered them quite that clearly. But uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I encourage all of you to join us, to sit with members of the choir, to take this opportunity to express your appreciation for their, their dedication, their beautiful music throughout the, throughout the year, and particularly throughout the spring. I would remind you also that the coming, this coming Sunday is one of the great feast days of the church. It is the welcoming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. And I encourage you to be here and I encourage you to wear red, the color of the Holy Spirit and of, of ordinations. And just a personal note, I look forward to Pentecost because it enables me to wear the the red chasuble that I wore when I was ordained kneeling before that altar. For this final service of Evensong during the spring of 2018, I would have preferred a less sobering commemoration. Unlike the saints and others that we typically celebrate on Wednesday evenings, notables safely assigned to the revered past. Our commemoration this evening of the martyrs of Sudan is as current as last weekend's bombings of Christian churches in Indonesia, as current as the murder of Christians in Egypt and Iraq, as current as the deaths on the Gaza Strip the genocide in Myanmar against the Rohingya, the bloodshed in Syria. We honor this evening in particular a courageous stand taken on May 16, 1983, by Christian bishops, clergy, and people in South Sudan. In defiance of an order issued by the central government in Khartoum, they declared that they would remain faithful to the God they knew as the Father of Jesus Christ. A civil war followed, and for the next 22 years, the people of the Episcopal Church in the province of Sudan suffered profoundly. And even after the signing of a treaty in 2005, persecution and destruction have continued. More than a million Episcopalians have died. Churches and schools have been destroyed. And they are still suffering profoundly. There is another side of the story which our collect suggests, a side that suggests the influence of their witness. In 1983, 5% of the population of southern Sudan was Christian. Now, 85% of the people of southern Sudan are Christian, mostly Episcopalian, 
and Roman Catholic. But matters have not improved. In the face of continued persecution and military incursion, the diaspora continues to expand. What are we to do in the face of this and other expressions of the world's disorder? The cruelty of people, the murderous enthusiasms generated by obsession. One answer is that we must do what we can. We must pray for those who suffer for the gospel and pray for those who create suffering. We must give thanks for the courageous witness of the martyrs of Sudan and pray that in time their faith may support a healthy and well-governed society. We must support the Episcopal Relief and Development Fund. We must vote for those who understand that humane laws governing our welcoming of refugees are a reflection of our national character. We must inform ourselves as to the truths of these conflicts, seek to correct misstatements and fabrications, and attempt to vote out of office those who would dismiss entire nations and peoples with crude epithets. We can do something, and we should. But I would add, we can also attend Evensong. Not only as a respite from the news, though there can be value in that, but also as an opportunity to be still, to be quiet, to recharge ourselves, mind and body. Not only to take pleasure in music, but to place ourselves at the source of all harmony, the presence of God not to escape responsibility, but to draw strength for embracing our responsibilities. We are here, as T.S. Eliot said in writing of Little Gidding, we are here to pray where prayer has been valid. I wonder sometimes what it was like to attend Evensong in Great Britain during World War I and World War II. What we know is that Evensong, for the most part, continued, even in cities subject to bombardment. The live radio services of Evensong every weekday evening on BBC, first broadcast in 1926, continued uninterrupted through World War II even though for two years the broadcast did not reveal the locations. I think that in some ways the experience we find now may not be that different from their experience then. We too come to this place to set aside for a time our uncertainties and anxieties. We relieve ourselves of any obligation to maintain an image before others. And we relax. 
By doing so, we give ourselves the opportunity to take courage, to find hope, to find ourselves. A prayer I quoted in my sermon last Sunday expresses far better than I the spirit of Evensong. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we will be saved, in quietness and confidence will be our strength. By the might of your spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence where we may be still and know that you are God. Through scripture, prayer, and music, Evensong offers us access to the presence of God, what poet Gerard Manley Hopkins described as the dearest freshness deep down things. Hopkins' confrontation with the world in his poem could hardly be more blunt. All is seared with trade, he says, bleared, smeared with toil. And it may sometimes appear, he says, that all is lost, that the last lights off the black west went. It may sometimes seem that way to us. But his poem is not called God's Grandeur for Nothing. Oh, morning, morning at the brown brink eastward springs, because the Holy Ghost over the bent world broods with warm breast and with ah bright wings.
Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work, watch, or weep this night. And give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. All for your love's sake. Amen. Amen. Since it is by your mercy, O God, that another day has been added to our lives, we here dedicate ourselves, our bodies and souls, to you and to your service. In which resolution, God, confirm and strengthen us that as we grow in age, we may grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, in whose name we offer these our imperfect prayers. Amen. Amen. Please join me. Lord,